you actually have to be on cocaine to be on this podcast. Open it up, your speaker, you idiots. <laughs> you're on mute. Both of you are on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that drumming isn't going to sound good on the recording after the fact, but I don't care. Whatever. Who cares? We are talking ball tonight. This is the famous segment that we all got started doing shit a little over a year ago. Um, but what's up, everybody? You're listening to yet another edition of Cocaine Willie tonight. This is a segment that used to be a segment, but now it's just going to be a standalone episode. If you've been listening for a while, you know it, you love it. It's our guys talking ball segment. And tonight we're going to be talking about some of the big what ifs in K-State history. We we sent it out on Twitter earlier today. We got probably, if I had to count, at least 30 to 40 different responses from separate individuals about what their favorite K-State what ifs are. We put the caveat, though, that... We're not talking about the obvious ones tonight. You know what those are. It's it's stuff that we've been talking about ad nauseum for decades as K-State fans. You think about Texas A&M in 1998. You think about Baylor in 2012. You think about if those Elite Eight teams in 2010 and last this this most recent season hadn't been gassed going out of uh, coming out of double overtime games against Xavier and Michigan State. Do they? You know, we're not talking about the obvious stuff. We want to hear about more of the under-the-radar types of uh, of what-ifs in K-State history. So the three of us have our picks. We've selected a handful from the group that that replied, and we just want to we want to go through these and, and hash them out. So uh, if you don't enjoy guys talking ball, you should probably just stop listening because the three of us are <laughs> – at least two of us are drinking beers. I don't know if Shep is or not. We're going to have some fun. This isn't going to be super serious. We're just going to fuck around tonight. So, Chef, we're going to start with you first. Your response to this was, first, what if K-State doesn't go with two quarterbacks, with Jake Waters and Daniel Sams? What does a full season with Jake Waters do for his legacy? And what could have been with Sams had he won the job outright over Jake Waters? Damn right. I mean, for me, that's always been like the, you know, that you never want to go into a season having two quarterbacks that are playing, that are just like chopping each other's flow of a game, basically just stepping on each other's toes. Because that's exactly what that season was, in my opinion. Daniel Sams was the, mm, I'd say he's probably the, the most electric running back. Well, John Hubert was on that team and he was solid, but uh, Daniel Sams was electric rushing the ball that year. And when he got the ball in his hands, he was doing great things. But Jake Waters, we know from the season after that, what he was as a thrower. What could he have been if he would have just got the reins the year prior with a, a full year of Lockett, two, two straight seasons, Man, Waters, we could be talking record book numbers with Jake Waters. So, I mean, to me, I think 
the what if in that situation is just that. I think Waters kind of got hosed. I, I love Daniel Sands and I love everything about his swag and all that, but Jake Waters was clearly, clearly the better quarterback out of those two. And I think Bill was still getting in his own way of needing that, you know, quarterback that can just run right into the center's ass 65% of the time. All right, Mark Sanchez. Uh, I, it's it's definitely hard to look at the 2013 season and especially with how Jake Waters was in 2014 and then even thinking about like the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl and like the um, the Oklahoma game uh, kind of towards the end of the season it was pretty evident that Jake was the better quarterback John Kurtz is gonna hate that I'm we're saying this I don't know if John listens, but um, I I would say I would say this: if Jake Waters was in a position where he knew he was going to have the job in 2013, you look back at the schedule. I mean, we lost to North Dakota State first game of the year, like, and I remember that game. You're switching quarterbacks the entire time, and there's just like no momentum with it. I mean, you don't really see a two quarterback system work ever. Um, and so, I mean, do we beat North Dakota State? You know, if we kept Jake in the whole game, who knows? But, you know, there were a lot of games that season that were relatively close. I mean, the Oklahoma State game, Daniel Sams played, and I want to say he had like four turnovers in that game. It was not great, um, but we were still in that game. I mean, the Baylor game, Baylor was a top 10 team at the time, and we had a lead in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, it – that's a game we lost, but you, you get towards kind of the end of the season and, um, you know, TCU, Oklahoma, KU, Michigan, like Jake kind of took the, I would say took the reins a little bit and, and he felt more comfortable. So, I mean, do we, we're not like winning 10 games in the season, but you know, we're probably Are you sure because that's another part of the question. I mean, if, the legacy of Jake Waters, if he's got the reins and we have a 10-win season, because like you said, Oklahoma State, we absolutely fumbled that game. And who was the one fumbling the bag? It was Daniel Sam. And North Dakota State, that – Okay, yeah. I, I remember my – I remember that game like it was yesterday, just the gut-wrenching feeling of them just driving down the field, marching it down with the lights blaring. Fuck, dude, that one killed. And that's two games right there that we absolutely could have won, should have won, and that would have put us at 10 games. And that's just okay. the fact. I mean, we didn't lose. Yeah, you're, you're all, right. All season, the most we had lost by is 10 points. Yeah. Yeah, I you're mean, right. You're right. Yeah. That team was awesome. Yeah, lost by 10 points to Oklahoma, lost by 10 points to Baylor. It's a really interesting question. I mean, it would be, yeah, I don't know. Can you do some kind of simulation to where you plug in? Like, I guess they, they still had the NCAA football game for this. If you plug in and you have Jake Waters playing that whole season instead of Daniel Sams, what happens in those games? 20, oh, 2014 was the last NCAA football, yeah, right? 2014 was the last season. I mean, 
I don't know. I always played as Daniel Sams, uh, only <laughs> only because I like mobile quarterbacks. So, you know, I grew up a Michael Vick fan. I like dogs. Don't worry. Uh, but I pick Daniel Sams every single time. Uh, I I feel like picking Jake Waters is an unpopular pick with certain circles and certain people, but I. T- I feel like he just he was just the better quarterback. I mean, he's number one in the single season passing passing record for K State for a quarterback all time. And it does kind of beg the question, what could he have done in 2013 had he started the entire season and he didn't have to split reps? And it also makes you think about this isn't the first time that Bill Snyder did this with two quarterbacks, where it was kind of like, here's two quarterbacks, figure it out. Where we had that with Alex Delton and Skylar Thompson. There are other examples of that happening. I didn't love when that happened. It was when you've got two quarterbacks, you've got no quarterback. And and that was kind of the case. And and it's frustrating to think about how those seasons could have gone when you've got two guys who are splitting duty. So I don't know. I think I would, I would go with Jake Waters personally. I know we've had this debate before. I think I took Jake Waters in the past too. I just, I feel so weird saying that because I don't like picking a guy that's on the Iowa state coaching staff with Matt Campbell. Oh shit. I forgot that he is. I mean, I just yeah. hate that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's an interesting one for sure. I, you're, you're bringing back like the two quarterbacks and I'm trying to think of like, isn't it Dylan Meyer and Alan Webb? Oh God. Yeah. And then there was what? 2000 and what was that? Alan average. Alan average. 2005. I went to the KU game. Yeah, it was 12 to 3. Oh my God. Imagine being 15 years old. And I watched a 12 to 3. And I, I like, oh my God. I'm looking, I'm going back on this stuff. Was Grant Gregory the starter in 2009? Was there someone else? That Carson Kaufman started Carson that Walker. season and Grant Gregory came in and like, I, I had I, like starting school in 2008, like, I had the last year Ron Prince and I had a 2009 where our quarterback had a torn shoulder and he was starting and we lost to Louisiana Lafayette on the road. Uh, I like, I, and then, I mean, 2010 was fine. Was 2010 the, uh, Nebraska Adrian, Taylor Martinez Martinez run game. Yeah, we got hyped up for that game. They're yeah. at six in the morning, waiting in line. Taylor Martinez ran it for like 300 yards. That was the I last was in... matchup with Nebraska, right? Correct. It was a Thursday that was, night. Thursday that night. Was my yeah. so- that was my sophomore year of college, and I remember inviting a whole bunch of people over to watch a K-State football game in uh, fucking Nelsonville, Ohio. And they were like, why the fuck are we watching this game? I was like, it's a Thursday. We're playing Nebraska. We're going to was... get their asses. And it didn't happen. <laughs> it was a, it was one of the most embarrassing. Oh my god! It was a forty-eight to yeah. thirteen loss, and in the box score, oh my god! I have to pull this up because I'm actually curious. That was I've my done... senior year of high school, and I drove up with my family that Thursday night, and we drove back the same night because I had classes the next day back in Wichita. Uh, but... Taylor Martinez, here's his numbers: he was five of seven passing for 128 oh. yards and a touchdown. He ran for 15 times for 200 and or 241 yards. Ah, fuck. We Dude, could I'll not tell stop you what, him. If I ever like, if I'm ever having the inkling to invite a whole bunch of people over for a game, 
just stop me. Like, I'm going to text the group. Like, I'm going to invite more than three people. Just stop me because every time I do that, it's bad news. I remember the (laughs) – it was the Nebraska game. I remember that. And I remember inviting a whole bunch of people over for – it was my baby – it was my first baby shower. My – no. My daughter's first birthday. My oldest daughter's first birthday. And we got shellacked by fucking – OU 55 to nothing with Kyler Murray. That was horrible. That was horrible. That was 2015. Yeah. That was homecoming 2015. Yeah, I, I remember. I was back in Manhattan for that game. Matt, you are on mute. Fuck. We had that happen in 2011 also against Oklahoma. <laughs> we lost 50-something to nothing. 2011? Yeah, because I was uh, running for student ambassador – at K-State, mm. and at halftime, we were down, I don't know, 28 nothing or something. And Why do I not remember that game? Joe Hubner was starting, you know. Wait, yeah. 2000 – no, 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 2011. Joe Hubner. Yeah, 2011, Klein was starting. Yeah. And uh-huh. it was a terrible game. It was a bad game. Yeah, and we had – that was – we had lost Oklahoma State the week before or something like yep. that, and um, oh, my God. That's that funny. Terrible. That 2010 season's a fever dream. Looking, looking at some of these box scores, like you, you win the first four games, right? Or the first, yeah, the first four games. You beat UCLA. Yeah. You stomp Missouri State. Yeah, you stomp Missouri State. You beat Iowa State by a touchdown. You beat UCF in the with the weird purple tornado wall cloud situation. Then that Nebraska game. You absolutely decimate KU fifty nine to seven. Was that the at Missouri game with Brad Smith? Mm. Mizzou case so K State at that point had gotten up into the rankings. They were twenty fourth. They lost to number seventeen Mizzou thirty eight to twenty. No, Blaine Gabbert was their quarterback. Blaine Gabbert was the quarterback. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert was good that twenty ten year. I what went, year was the Brad Smith year? Because I remember watching that with my. It's like two thousand and. Six or seven, right? Oh no, never mind. I must have been. I'm just. I must be thinking of the Blaine Gabbert year. That was the final year that we played them, and we played them in Mizzou, and they were screaming SEC. Well, no, no. Twenty twenty twelve was the year that they were screaming SEC. Um, We we beat them though. Or twenty twenty eleven was the year that they were screaming SEC because they hadn't announced that they were leaving until twenty eleven. But. Tech, the Texas game that year, that was the ran, the weird Colin Klein and Carson Kaufman both played that game. <laughs> oh. Let me tell you, this the, 20, the 2010 season for me, so it would have been my junior year. Like, So I went to Baylor for that game, <laughs> and there was a rain delay. And it, this was in their old Tarpy Stadium. And Baylor people, was good that year, too. 2010 were, was the first year that they yeah. had gone to a bowl and whatever. Like, RG3 oh, was a quarterback. But yeah. – People would just literally go onto the field and under the tarp, like on the field, to get away from the rain because there wasn't enough like underhang. And you guys were still in high school when this was happening. No, 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 no. I was I, uh, I, I was a junior in uh, college. Okay. Yeah. Um. But like the Oklahoma State game uh, at home, that was like Justin Blackman. They Oklahoma oh, State was really man, good that they year. Were so good, <laughs> they were so good. And then the Texas game was probably one of my favorite K State games as a student because Colin Klein like threw the ball like three times. Three times. But yep. Texas could not stop Daniel Thomas, and we had uh, William Powell 
and uh, Colin Clyde. Like, they just – Texas cannot stop it. And then what's his fuck from Texas through, like, five interceptions? Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> Dude, right, five, yeah. five interceptions. Another, another guy who, you know – What? Wait. Did he? No, I'm thinking of the other oh guy. God. I'm thinking of Stop Jevin it. Sneed. I'm thinking of <laughs> yeah. Sneed. Never mind. Sorry. Tonight's a bad night for that. Holy hell. And then the North Texas game was the last game of the year on Thanksgiving. And they had this little, I say little, uh, that's bad. But they had a, a small running back, Lance Dunbar, who ran for 270 yards and three touchdowns against us. And we did win the game. And it was in Denton. Damn, I remember that. I was, what year was that? Two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was at my future wife's house in Asheville, Ohio, watching the Mean Green on like I think what channel were we on? Like the CW or something? It, it was, yeah. It was like I almost thought it was like streamed or something. Like it wasn't even. Oh my god, that was a brutal game, dude. That's weird that that, that North Texas game was as late in the season as it was. That was a fever dream, dude. That That's probably a, a Ron Prince dream. special, right? Well, the I mean, the thing about that Texas team too is they were coming off of a national championship appearance against Alabama. Yeah, they have lost Nebraska. They had or did no? They had beaten Nebraska in the Big Twelve championship the previous year. But wild, wow. wild stuff. That um, we got so far off of the what if, but that was seventeen minutes on on that one question. <laughs> but, Matt, we'll throw it to you for the uh, what oh. if it's Patterson actually came to fruition in 2000. What if Ooh. I so as a freshman at K-State, um, obviously 2008 did not go very well. Ron Prince got fired right right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, because remember that year. Yeah. And so the rumor comes out by Tim Fitzgerald. Huh? It's Patterson. And everybody's excited, right? Like TCU at that time obviously wasn't in the Big 12, but really great team in the Mountain West. He was building a great program there. Um, And so Andy's a Kansas guy, I think from uh, Roselle, Kansas. Yep. You're learning. I got this. I got this. Uh, Yeah. So if Gary Patterson, what if it actually happens? So 2009, he, he starts. I'm pretty like I'm pretty pro Gary Patterson. I think uh, if you think of what he did at TCU, um, even you know in his time in the Big Twelve, I mean, they won the Big Twelve in 2014. Um, did they win it again in his tenure? No, no right? But with you know he had an appearance with T- uh, the Rose Bowl with TCU, Andy Dalton. Um, I over, think you over nine seasons, his first nine seasons at TCU, he had five seasons where he had 10 wins or more. Crazy. Oh. I mean, up to the point where he would have potentially been hired by K State. Yeah. This I, is very similar to the would you rather like a bill at Bill 2.0 or anything else, really? Like, yeah. what, like, which we, it was, we don't uh, get, it was we Alyssa don't Osterhouse get, in, in our replies who, who mentioned. So we're kind of tacking this onto this question. The what if it's Patterson actually came to fruition, but also what if Snyder hadn't come back? These two kind of go, go hand in hand. Right. I mean, we don't get 2012. Like we just, just erase that. Like when, when do we win a big 12 championship? I don't know. Maybe what difference, what a difference would Gary Patterson make rather than Bill Snyder 2.0? 
I think our recruiting would have been a lot better for a longer period of time. But, I mean, he did he have a statue yet? Did Bill have a statue yet? No. The stadium was already named after him. He had a name, but he didn't have the statue. That didn't happen until after the 2012 uh, West Stadium Center. Yeah. Right. So, and I know Bill was, he was influential in a lot of funding. I mean, just donors, donors paid because Bill was the guy. Does Gary do that? Is our facilities the same? Is, I don't know. I think TCU is a, TCU is a private school. We don't know how, how any of that really works, you know, and, in terms of like where they're getting their money, obviously it's a lot of private, private donations and stuff like that. Can he still? Could he have pulled the magic off at that he did at TCU at a land grant school like K State? I almost think it's sacrilegious to like pick him over Bill Snyder 2.0, but I I think it's one of those things where you can be appreciative of yeah winning a Big Twelve and. In, tw- in 2012 and then you think of like the 2014 season um and you know that was a very good season uh i know we're going to talk about that in a second but um i i'm one that i would have been very interested to see if he would be able to have maintained the type of program at k-state i mean at tcu there are a lot of things that you have from a uh, I mean, money isn't a huge thing, but it also is. Um, but also being in Texas in the Metroplex and yep. that type of talent. Um, but there are some things about K-State too. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, the, it is a program that historically, at least since whatever, 1990 or 89, whatever, um, you know, has it's, it's a program that's been a, a top football program in the Big 12. So I, I pose the question because – would I pick Gary Patterson or Bill Snyder? I would, I would be interested to have seen how it would have went. Um, but I do like that. We won a big 12, obviously. So what year was, hold on this year, this was going down in. Oh, not Oh eight. Oh nine. Yeah. So his okay. first season would have been 2009. Okay. Now hear me out. Let me, let's, let's get a little Tin bit. Oil hat. Put it on. Okay. <laughs> What was Gary Patterson's record from 08 to 2000 and no, from hold on. Yeah, what was Gary Patterson's record from 08 to 2012 2011 when they joined the conference? 2011. So in 09 he won 12 games. He went 12 and 1, 13 and 0, 11 and 2. Okay. So if <laughs> If all that happens while Gary Patterson's still there, say he goes to K-State, does TCU, do we invite them to the Big 12? Ooh, I don't, that's I don't, a good question. Do oh, we, do, I don't think so. I would I say probably not. Should, I think hype, we maybe invite Cincinnati or Louisville before we invite TCU at that point. The hype behind, the hype behind TCU was so strong. They had such this... They were basically the actual, you know, 
They were Boise State after they took the the baton from Boise State. Well, they took the L from Boise State in the in the Fiesta Bowl in two thousand nine. But that that was what the Statue of Liberty game, the infamous no, statue. No, that was Oklahoma. That was, that was Oklahoma. No, that was Oklahoma. Boise 20, State played Oklahoma that next year, right, or the year before. It was seventeen to ten. They lost to Boise State in twenty ten in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, but they but they had that Fiesta Bowl game, the Rose Bowl game, Poinsettia Bowl game. Like back to back to back. Yeah, there there was such hype for TCU, and a lot of that was accredited to Gary Patterson and his greatness. So if he's not there, TCU, let's say for instance, they go, you know, eight wins, seven wins, eight wins again. They don't have that hype to you know bring in to you know rebound and get the big 12, you started again. So I, I'm trying to think maybe TCU doesn't even make it to the big 12. If we hired, that's a, that's a, what if for me, that like, is, I actually would, I almost agree with you there. What were the 2011 big East football? <laughs> the big East. Because we took West Virginia, which was kind of a shoe in. That was like a no brainer. Cincinnati was number two. I think we take Cincinnati or Louisville who was third. Over yeah, Cincinnati was ten and three that season. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Travis Kelsey would have been in the big yeah, 12. yeah. <laughs> I Jesus. I don't know. I just oh think that's God. I think that's just those are ripple effects that I think of. Like when <laughs> if, when you get legendary coaches, like if Bill Snyder goes to UCLA or something like that. Yeah, where where are we at? Or you know those what ifs like that? They have rippling effects that go way outside of just like, oh, we won this football game or we would have had a 10-win season. Like, TCU might not even be in the Big 12 if, if Gary Patterson's the head coach at K-State. Yeah, that's a good point. So so to bring it back to a very uh, season-based, moment-based conversation, my, my answer to this question was football for 2014 Auburn. So we've got that 2014 Auburn game where Tyler Lockett has just – an anomalous missed, you know, a dropped pass in the end zone that would have won you the game. And then what was it? Two or three missed field goals by Jack Cantelli because his girlfriend broke up with him earlier that day. So there's a lot more to that story. I won't get into it because it's not to divulge for the rest of the, of the audience here, but um, it's just really interesting to think about how that season could have turned out because if you win that game, Mm-hmm. You're going into a game against TCU, who was ranked number sixth in the country at that point, undefeated. You have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine and zero record going into that game. You lose, you drop that game against TCU twenty by twenty one points, and then Baylor was the other team that co-championed the Big Twelve that year, and you lose to them by eleven points in the last game of the season at Baylor. So both of those games are on the road. But if you win that game against Auburn, who is number five in the country, they're coming off of a national championship appearance the previous year. How does that season change? You've got a 9-0 and record going into a game against a top five, top 10 team. They're sixth in the country, so not top five, but they're a top 10 team. And then that Baylor team was top five at that point. And those... The infamous one true champion became a farce because that season you had co-champions in the Big 12 and K-State finished third with a seven and two conference record behind TCU and Baylor that finished with eight and one records because 
That's brutal. I mean, I for what me, was, it, was it TCU that beat Baylor or was it Baylor that beat TCU? I forget. Uh, it was TCU that beat Baylor, right? And there was no conference championship, so we couldn't decide who the real champion was. There because was no true champion. That game, I still remember that Baylor TCU game. It was insane. Right, wait, 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 wait. No, it was no, an no, insane no, no. shootout. Baylor beat TCU 61-58 in Waco. Yes. That oh. is right. That is right. When we played TCU, they were number six, and we were number seven or nine in that we game. We only had one loss, and it was to Auburn because we beat yes. number yes. 11 Oklahoma at OU 31-30 earlier that season. <laughs> that was a fun game, dude. That was a, <laughs> that was a Travis Britt blocked extra point, you know, difference maker. For me, like, you bring up amazing points because – the momentum of that season would have been totally different. But for me, it's just, it's eliminating one of the most heart wrenching suck ass games out of our lexicon that we could even draw back to, because we think of games like the, un, the unmentionable 2012, the unmentionable 98. Yeah. We bring up, we bring up this and not as much baited breath, but in it, it's somewhere in the breath, because like you said, it could be, momentum that could lead in that season but it's just the worst game in Tyler Lockett's career and the the amazing career of Tyler Lockett <clears throat> the Cantelli the Cantelli family name is tarnished because of that game and we had that was that's one of those games that's brought up like the Vanderbilt games and yeah. you know it's it's one of those games that we could just eliminate from our our lexicon that we can we could talk about so for me the momentum is great, but I just hate bringing this game up because we suck. But if you think think about it, think about it. If you beat Baylor, let's just say you beat Baylor. You drop the game to TCU regardless. But you beat Baylor. You've got a three-way tie for first place in the Big 12 with no conference championship game, and each team had beaten each other. You've got the circle of suck. Which, the circle which of team are we beating? You said Baylor? If you beat Baylor because Baylor we're beat the, TCU. We're in the college football playoff. Sorry, Ohio State. Mm. Uh, no what? one's in the college no. football playoff because neither no. of those teams ended up in it. That was the no, whole we're in point. it. We're in it because our only loss is the TCU, and that was like the sixth game of the season. If if you beat Auburn, yes, you're yes, in the college if football we, That's the whole point. The, what, okay. No. If you beat Auburn and Baylor and your only loss is to TCU that season and you're in a three-way tie for first place in the Big 12 – but you have a win against number five Auburn. I think that that ends up okay. playoff. Auburn ended up being eight and five that season. And the same situation would have happened. I like the same situation would have happened. And we would like a big 12 team was not making the college football playoff that year. I'm just being, I, the, I, the, to, I disagree. I, no. I disagree because the, the, the difference between K State's resume this season and both Baylor and TCU, who did not make the college football playoff, is K State would have had a top 10 win against an SEC team. TCU and Baylor didn't have anyone outside of the conference that was ranked in the top 25 that they beat in the non conference. And when did TCU lose? When did TCU lose? TCU lost to Baylor. They lost to Baylor early in the season, October 11th. They lost to Baylor. I mean, that's the thing. Like, 
I would Come on. I would be more apt to say that TCU. So who did Baylor lose to? Let me. Uh, Baylor lost to. They lost to West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. Oh, they got they got shellacked at West Virginia. We're in that bitch. TCU had the best argument. TCU had the best argument of the two, but they got beat by the team that had a a worse argument than them. Yes. K State would have had the best argument of the three if they win that Auburn game and win one of the two games. Yep. I agree. Long shot. Bob, I'm on your team. I'm team. We're we're national champs because we would have had the exact same storyline as Ohio State. I oh my god. I'm not going this far as we would have had Ezekiel Elliott running through the heart (laughs) of the South versus Alabama. They did uh, no, no. They're no. No, you're not gonna win this one, Matt. I'm telling you, we would have won the Natty. No way. <laughs> no, because like you think of the four teams that made it that year: Alabama, Oregon, uh, Florida State, State, and Ohio State. That was Jameis. Yes. So K State. No, like, it wasn't Florida State. Yeah, it was. No, it was because Oregon beat Florida State in the Rose Bowl. Hold on. They killed. Jameis won a Natty. He won yeah. the year before. Oh damn! Oh, yeah. Damn. Or the year after, one of the two. It might have been twenty. Uh, no, 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 no. It was. It was the last year before the college football was, playoff. It was Florida State and Auburn. Right? It was still Jameis. Jameis was still on the team. He's listed yes. as a returner for twenty fourteen. Yeah. Okay. So, like, do I think we were we would have been in the top four? I don't. Yes. I, I, I don't because you would have. So you would have knocked out Florida or uh, Ohio State. Yes. The only reason they got in is because we didn't have a conference championship yeah. game. Hold on. We didn't have a conference championship. Listen. listen. I know. I'm listening. We had a conference cha- – we didn't have a conference championship game, and they beat Wisconsin by, like, a million. So, listen, we would have been higher ranked already going into that. They had Ohio State basically penciled in. All they had to do was just win to get in. But we would have been so higher ranked than TCU and, and Baylor. What I'm saying is the Big 12 is not highly respected that year because Baylor and TCU were five and six. But listen, K-State would have been five. You're not getting the what if. If we beat Auburn, we I am, are though. respected. <laughs> I am, though. Like, I, what, I'm, I, what I am saying is, yes, you beat Auburn. This team is going to be, what, top five, top six, moving up from what we were, 20? I think yeah, and but then that and that Auburn team late. The, the here's again playing devil's advocate, I guess for myself. Auburn ended up number twenty two in the country in the final rankings. They were an eighty five. We don't team. do. That's not how college football works. You don't <laughs> erase. You don't get top ten wins by how teams finish at the end of the year. You beat who you have True. on the schedule True. at that time. Like our Oklahoma State win last year. Exactly. And I'm and just TCU's saying went against a top 25 KU team on college game day. I'm just saying that I believe if it happened, we would have been five and it would have hurt a lot worse because I don't think you were going to be that because there wasn't a conference championship game. Like there was, that was such a huge deal back then. That was hold on. So hold on. Okay. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's Matt. Let's say we are five. Okay. Let's say we are five. Who okay. are we playing instead of funky ass fucking Michigan uh, State in the Cotton Bowl? Oh, we we cook them. 
Dude, we cooked Michigan. Baylor beat them, uh, what, 51 to something, or did they lose? Baylor lost the, uh, by one. <laughs> one point. That's the one uh, Baylor that – remember that really big Baylor guy? And they <laughs> the terrible yeah. midriff. Yeah. Yeah. And he's Number got the zero. It's like you versus the guys. <laughs> Number zero. I just – I don't know. I remember that season and, like, the way the Big 12 was that season, I think if you flip the script and, yeah, we beat Baylor. Now, here's what I would say. We're going I, so I will hot say, into the college football playoff, it's ridiculous. I will say this. If we had beaten TCU and you lose on the road in, in Waco, I think it's a different story. But I think the ending is still the same. <laughs> I just don't see it. I, I legitimately – the way the Big 12 was talked about that season, it was very evident when TCU missed the playoff Hold that on. it when wasn't was happening. the last time the Big 12 was ever respected? Now. Sam. And that's my point. 1996 <laughs> and now. That's Sam my point. Bradford, Oklahoma. 2000, 2005, Texas, 2009. I don't know. That's my point. I, yeah. I, think, I think with an SEC win – and who knows what who knows what a loss to Auburn a uh, 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 a a loss to K State Auburn season might have sparked up a new way and they might have you know they might have done something different. Nick Marshall, you don't want to go down that road with me, buddy. Nick I... Marshall, God. Uh, Marshall then, was that almost was our quarterback. I know. Yeah, don't remind me. The uh, <laughs> the, the next talking point I have is uh, 1951. In basketball, do we win a national championship if Ernie Barrett is healthy? And then beyond that, how does that impact the program? And then I also have the question of what let's let's talk more about Dean Wade, because this is going to be more relevant to our audience. What does a healthy Dean Wade in 2018 and 2019 do for a K-State team that won the Big 12 championship in 2019 and made an Elite Eight run in 2018? Both of those things happening, obviously the regular season Big 12 championship that happened with Dean Wade, but he was out for March Madness. And then you have the first round, first round or second round exit to UC Irvine, which still hurts me. First round, first First round round exit to UC Irvine. And then in 2018, you have the Elite Eight exit to Loyola of Chicago. We dog walk Loyola Chicago. We dog walked him with Dean Wade. It's not even close. Dean is still in the league. Dean is playing in the NBA, and he's a regular contributor for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is my a, Cleveland he is Cavaliers. So good. <laughs> I, uh, he is so good. I don't. I don't. No. 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 I don't disagree with you. So he was. So Dean got hurt in the Big Oklahoma tournament. game. No, he got hurt the Oklahoma, in the Oklahoma game. game Oklahoma game. That we Oklahoma game. Okay. <clears throat> Coming down so, off of the dunk. If he doesn't get hurt in that game, we played Oklahoma and then we lost to TCU. That's fine. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, so, yeah, I mean, it's all about matchups, right, Chef? All about matchups? Yes. Yo, know, if we win the, both those games, we would have went 12 and 6 in the conference. And we Hold on. You're talking we lost to TCU in the Big 12 tournament. No, we lost to TCU on the road after Dean got hurt. In 2018? 2018. And we beat TCU in the Big 12 tournament, and we lost to KU. 
it's all about matchups. Like if Dean came back and he was healthy in the NCAA tournament, I think we'd be loyal to Chicago. I we do. Dog walk him. And then you get and who? So it would have been and, uh, you know, Michigan sister Jean, but she wouldn't have no, made it. She's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she's not dead? <laughs> she's not dead. <laughs> Is this going to be a theme now? Every show you're going to mention somebody, RIP. That's like, my new, she um, is 103 <laughs> years yeah. old. So, like, we would have played Michigan in the Final Four, which that Final Four would have been awesome because KU was also in it on the other side of the bracket, and they lost to Villanova. Who was on that Michigan team? Uh, what Mo year was Wagner? this? 2018. Was Mo that like Wagner a was on that team, wasn't he? Jordan Poole. Was that the baby Al, uh, Al Horford's baby brother on that team? Wait, let me see. Michigan. Yeah, 28. So 2018, I actually I saw that Michigan team play in Wichita in the first and second round. Um, they had that Mo Wagner kid from Germany who's with like the he's with the Magic now. Jordan Poole, he made the shot against Houston in the second round. That was the buzzer beater. Um, who else? The guy Dean. from Golden State? Yeah, Jordan Poole. Yeah. Fuck. And then they had uh, – well, yeah, they had Mo Wagner. And then – They had Al Horford's baby brother, though, right? I don't see a Horford on there. Did they? I don't see a Horford on this roster. <clears throat> I don't know. Well, I mean, all I know is all I know is K State's making it to the final four. We might win the Natty. <laughs> 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 I don't think we were beating Villanova that year. They had a really good team. Yeah, because that was uh DiVincenzo, right? Uh the guy from the book. Was it DiVincenzo? 2018 Villanova. No, Jalen Brunson, Omari Snowman, Michael, Michael Bridge, uh, Mikael Bridges. Oh my god! Yeah, we're not beating that. But Divincenzo had 31. He came off the bench. Yeah. Do you think? Hold on. Do you do you like the matchup for Villanova in the Big East cha- uh, challenge this year? It's gonna be fun. I love it. I love it. I like that we get them in Manhattan. <clears throat> yes, that is awesome. That's gonna be. It's too bad it's a Tuesday. That's all right. It's I, it's it when when is it? In December? Yeah, but I I think it would have been fun to have that game like on a weekend. That's the problem with the Big East matchup is they don't do it the way that they do the SEC challenge yeah. where they have it on a single day and it's like the main billing for ESPN or Fox or whatever that day. It'd probably be Fox because Fox is an entity for the Big East, but yeah, I don't know, man. Just classic, classic matchups like that. Like it's, it's, it sucks. You're making me think of Villanova and how we have them this year, but it just sucks that like K State's like losses in basketball specific, uh, specifically, and like the tournament is to suck ass teams, like teams with no prestige, <laughs> like no, Florida. no history. It's always these mid majors and teams that just don't look good. Like, I, if we lost to fucking Villanova in the Elite Eight, like, okay, all right, you know, we were there. Would but you, like, okay, would you rather... Florida Atlantic? Would you rather lose... Loyola, Chicago? Would you rather lose to Kentucky and Michigan State 
and not make the Elite Eight, or would you rather lose to Florida Atlantic or mm. beat, beat Florida Atlantic and then lose to Michigan State? Like, I, I, I'm trying to figure out Hold how on. to phrase that, but. Oh, I no. Do you if get it, what I'm saying, though? The teams are flipped. Because the teams that we beat were two blue bloods this year. Yeah, but <laughs> we also we lost, lost to, no to fucking no names. Give me, flip it. I don't care. The banner's still going up. You'd rather lose to Michigan State and Kentucky. Yes. Absolutely. You're high. You're stupid. Listen. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> no, you're not stupid. But listen, the banner the banner's still going up no matter what. But the the sting of the loss to the the sting of losing to a Florida Atlantic, even though they're fucking really, really good, or a Loyola Chicago, even though they were somewhat decent, that lingers a lot longer than losing to Michigan State but still getting the banner. The win with the win versus Michigan State, people are gonna be like, Oh yeah, we beat Michigan State, but they'll say we lost to Florida Atlantic a lot fucking longer. Cause we always beat Kentucky. That's nothing new. Well, it's it is very new because we never beat Kentucky until like Shut 10 up. Years. <laughs> Okay, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna table this for now because we're we've got some more questions to get to. The next one, this will probably be a quicker section, but uh, what if Gene had never become AD? This comes from Will the Thrill, longtime listener, longtime Jesus. contributor to the live show. But the add-on to that is is our also our friend Manhattan Hell asks, what if Gene Taylor was even hotter than he is? Okay, Come on, I'll chef. Go, <laughs> yeah, I'll, you go first. I'll go first. Uh, if he's not, are we keeping Curry? That's who the AD no, was. No, Curry was leaving regardless. Curry left on his own accord. Okay. Fuck, I don't know. I don't what know. if we just go not, out and hire whoever? I'm not, not deep James into the Taylor AD world. I'm not deep in that AD world, but, you know, I'm sure that a lot of them do really good work. You know, it's... I'm sure Chris oh, Kleiman wouldn't have been on. No, the, he's not. He's not the, here on the list. And Bill yeah. probably Bill probably choked somebody to fucking death if he has another, you know, a different AD that wasn't as respected as G Taylor. Sean he Snyder might. would have been the coach. So, so here, here's, oh, here's maybe Sean Snyder could have been Bill's in that conversation. Laird, Laird Beach is a name I want to drop because he is uh, he's a fellow Texas brother Tech? of Matt, Matt and I, but. Uh, he's at Memphis now. He's the athletic director at the University of Memphis, oh. and he's doing a lot of stuff with the Liberty Bowl right now and that renovation, that that stuff that wouldn't have been happening. He also hired Penny Hardaway. So Ooh. he's he's done some good stuff, and he's also a K-State alum. So who's that's the, that's another game, name that would have been in the hopper. Who's the Texas Tech guy? Uh, Kirby, Kirby Hokut. Also, Chad Weiberg. Is when at, did he uh, become? Because, I mean, I, I would imagine that we would have tried to get that guy. He does. Oka's been there for a long time. Yeah. Kirby's okay. been there since he's been the AD since 2011. So he would have, he would have taken over right after they fired Mike Leach, basically. Okay. So all to the second point, you know, Gene's hot. He's a, he's a hot boy. You know, he drink, he drinks Bud Lights, which, you know, I mean, I'm a fan of Bud's. I'm a, you know, free world, big boy. Yeah, he's a, it's a free world, big boy. He's hot. He's a hot boy. I I want to 
you know, I always want to see like these, like the younger version of Gene. What did he look like? Was he like a stud? Did he, he was he like stud. a bookworm a nerd or was he another? So another guy that, that probably would have been in the hopper at this point in time. Like a been, bro. Another guy that would have been in the hopper at this point was uh, Chad Weiberg. He was, he was with K-State from 2004 to 2015, but he was deputy athletic director under Hoka in 2017 when we hired gene taylor so he's he's currently the ad at okie state and he's doing some good stuff there but i don't i wouldn't say he's doing nearly as good of a job as what gene's doing right now at k-state if you're looking at both of those programs from 2017 to now i say gene taylor's far and away better than anything chad weiberg did um yeah, in the last think, five yeah. six years that's fair ad of the year but it's just it's interesting to think about that as a what if that is a good what if. I think could he get hotter? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. You know, he's a sexy bald. Yeah, well, it's not completely bald, but he hasn't also embraced it like the three of us have. Imagine if he did, though. Imagine if he did. <laughs> Next question, Gene. If you're listening to this, uh, just don't <laughs> listen anymore. Uh. So this one comes from John Kurtz from Three Ma, another uh, friend of the pod. What if you have OJ Mayo, Dewan Blair paired up with Michael Beasley, Bill Walker, and Jacob Pullen? And I might also throw Kevin Love in, in, into the mix. We can maybe play around with the roster a little bit, but Kevin Love was also in the mix yeah. with that recruiting class. Let's yeah, let's just let's just do our fantasy draft. You know why not? <laughs> yeah, where. Wait, where does LeBron fit into this? <laughs> uh, he had been in the league for five years. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2009. How about Dwight Howard? <laughs> yeah, we get him out of high school. He's going straight to the yeah. Yeah, No, but seriously, it, those were all names that were linked. So it's not like it's we're out of the realm of possibility, but all five of those guys basically teamed up on a super team in, in collegiate athletics. Uh, you know where I, my head goes. We, we win the Natty, but uh, and we're like the the future Kentucky. But actually, we would have been Kentucky before Kentucky because we're we're putting out one and dones like crazy left and right. Um, <clears throat> we win the Natty, but but seriously, who on the team? Who who does who's not on the team? Guys that we we Luis Colon, who. Should I, should I pull up the pull up the roster from 2008? 2008. James, James Franklin. Do we just tell him to like kick rocks and leave? Wait, there's a James Franklin. No, there's a James. 0708. I don't even remember. James uh, Franklin. Yeah, Darren, James Franklin on. You know, here. you would have kicked uh, the White Tiger, Darren Ken off the team, replaced him with Dewan Blair, and uh, maybe no Freddie Brown or Dave Hoskins. Although David Hoskins yeah, was a good player. Yeah. Yeah, Dave Hoskins was good. Yeah, James Franklin, he was a senior guard. He got off. What about Jason Bennett? Ooh. Was that the guy with the really long neck? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did have a long he neck. Chris, Chris Merriweather. Oh, yeah. He Ron did. Anderson, that's who you kicked, kicked to the curb. Ron Anderson. He had a pretty decent year after he uh, left. He played at USF and yeah. made it to the NCAA tournament. Imagine that starting five though, because Dewan Blair was a five. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he? He was like in the running for national player of the year at Pittsburgh. I want to yeah. say it was in 2009, 2010. 
because they were it's incredible that he even it's incredible that he even played basketball i mean he had no knees i mean he literally it never he had two torn acls and never got them fixed his entire athletic career he played on torn acls oh my god it's like greg odin right I, you know, I did not know that I learned from John Kurtz today that Dewan Blair was heavily recruited by us, but yeah, it does, it does say I've on Wikipedia. in the conversation with, with Kevin Love and those other guys. So 2008, 2009 was the year they went a number one seed and they. Hmm. Who Pitt? Yeah. They were a number one seed that year. Damn. They had uh what was that old old looking bastard on their team some and jamie dixon was the head coach too jamie dixon yeah. was the head coach brad the way he looks he just does not scream texas but he is a texas guy yeah, yeah. he's a tcu alum he that's the only like reason he, he's there he wouldn't he have looked, he wouldn't have left for for any he, there's no way that he would have gone to tcu if he wasn't an alum with the state right. that that program was in when he took over there because they were god awful it makes sense because he kind of looks like the mascot. <laughs> what? <laughs> he just has this. He has this lizardy look to him. <laughs> he does look like a lizard. Yes, he. Yeah. Sure. No wonder why he picked TCU. I'm pretty sure, sure I made like a Photoshop a... where Jamie Dixon's face is on a horn frog. I'll, I'll I can do. That I can. I can literally do that. Um, but he he looks like a bookmaker in like the Bronx or something like. He doesn't scream Texas. Oh, he does. What a bookmaker, like a bookie. Yeah, <laughs> I thought like an actual book. No, not maker. like. No, not like he's not. He's not making pages and shit. He's, he's a bookie. He does look like a bookie. Yes, I just texted like, you. I just texted you guys the picture oh, that I, I photoshopped. Like, yeah, he looks ago. like those. He looks like a horn frog. Like it makes sense. It's the spiky. It's the weird, like slicked yes. back Tony Soprano hair. It's he very, looks like he's he just he's looks like he constantly takes a shower. Like that's just <laughs> <laughs> just like wet and yeah. I don't okay. have hair. I imagine he slicks back his hair like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how you slick back hair at all. I, it's been a while I don't for know. you, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. None of us know. We're all bald. <laughs> Um, I, we've got, we've got to move on it's <laughs> yeah. similar to basketball. We've, we've already talked about this one, so I'm not, I'm not going to bring this one up. We've already talked about this one, so I'm not going to bring that one up. Um, okay. What if K-State beat Colorado in 2002 in football? <sighs> this was a really interesting one to look at because if, if, if K-State beats Colorado in football that year, K-State wins the Big 12 North and then plays Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, which is a game that Oklahoma had beaten Colorado in, I want to say... Wasn't it like 66 to nothing or something? It was like 35 to 7. No. Nope. Mm, no, that was our score versus Oklahoma in 2003. <laughs> Wait, hold, on, 2002, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Big 12 championship. Uh, 29 to 7. Wait, what was the year? Didn't they win the Big 12 by like 60 points one year? Or was that Texas that did that? Oh, it might have been Texas. Yeah. So 2002 was 29 to 7. They played in Houston for the Big 12 title. Dr. Pepper. God damn, man. I miss those days. Colorado got their break speed off of them by USC. Or no, it was 2005. Texas beat Colorado 70 to 3. Yeah, that's the one. 
Yeah, I knew it was Texas. But... That was when we knew that the division thing wasn't probably going to be a scam. Okay, so this is – you said this is 2002? Yep, K-State, K-State ended up finishing seventh in the rankings nationally. I was Colorado 12. finished 20th, but K-State finished second in the Big 12 North that year. I was, was 12. 11-2 and two so record. Remember. Colorado finished 9-5 and five overall. K-State finished 11-2. and two. Wow, and that season we lost – two games and by a total of seven points. Mm. I almost would be like, what if we beat Texas? This is, Texas was a 17-14 game in Manhattan. Yep. Was yep. that the trying to remember that's 2002. Ricky Ricky won on that. That was 98. Nick Leckie's on that team. Taco Wallace is was on that. Was that Cedric? Was that Cedric Benson that was on that 2002 Texas Ooh. team? Mm. Um, I'm to think of who that because I feel like there was a good running back that. I mean, Texas yeah, Cedric Benson, Roy Williams, Chris was the wide Sims. Chris Sims was the quarterback. Chris Sims was the quarterback, and then that, and then Vince was on that team. He was a freshman. I feel like. Roy Williams at wide receiver, Derek Johnson at linebacker. So that means they had uh, what's the big boy, Blaylock, Blaylock at nose guard or something. Uh, Maybe it almost would have been. Oh, I guess so. We would have had to beat Colorado. We would have had to beat Colorado because we could have. If we beat Texas, we would have been seven and one with Colorado, but they would have the tiebreaker. So we have to beat Colorado. We had to beat Colorado. You have to beat Colorado. Okay, so this is where the ju- this is where the Colorado what comes have. from. Do we beat Oklahoma? That's the real that's the real main point of this question because obviously if we beat Colorado, we're going to the Big Twelve oh. Championship game. Do we beat Oklahoma? Because I don't know. Oklahoma is so you lost you lost to Oklahoma the previous year, thirty eight to thirty seven. And then you beat them the next year in the Big 12 title game. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> so this was this was when they had the off year where it'd be two years, two years where you play certain teams from the Big 12 South and then you rotate and play the other the other three teams. I don't even if remember. We, if any we of these beat, players. If we beat Colorado, we probably win the Natty. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so, I, so it's all the what ifs. What if we win the Natty every single time? There's an alternate universe. You look at you look at this uh, the Big Twelve final standings, and you've got Oklahoma, Texas, and K State that finished five, six, and seven nationally. After all of those losses and everything, wins and losses. So, I mean, it is within the realm of possibility that K State could play in the national championship if you beat Colorado and Oklahoma that year. Well, well I, the the national championship game in two thousand two was Ohio State or was it Ohio State Miami? Oh fuck, we beat the fuck out of Ohio State, dude. <laughs> Maurice, <laughs> Maurice Claret and fucking Maurice Claret and fucking Craig, Craig Prince never stood a chance, dude. I know dude, everything. I know everything deal. there is to know about that national championship game for uh, for Ohio State. You make it seem like if. It was three teams that were undefeated. K-State is getting left out of that conversation because it's Miami and Ohio State. 
Fuck I Mario. I think it might be different. I think it might be different in 2002, though, because when you think I guess we were good, it was though. at that point in time, K-State was super well-respected. I guess we were good. It yeah. would have been all about, about the BCS, you know? Oh, we... I mean, realistically, not in my little tinfoil feeble brain. We're definitely not making the natty, but I'm thinking, like, I know that Ohio State team inside and out. Dude, we could beat them. And this is this is the Mm -hmm. year that you beat USC at home at K State. Mm -hmm. And they were number eleventh at the time. Um, They finished ranked fourth fourth in the the country. So that's Antonio Holmes. I mean, he doesn't. No, Terrence Newman's locking them up. Fucking, uh, who else did they have? Chris Gamble. Who's quarterback at that point for them? Craig, Craig, Craig Krenzel. Oh. Craig Krenzel. They had a dirty offensive line with Nick Mangold was on that team. Fucking. Uh, Ohio, Ohio State won the national championship that year. Yeah. It's they were. Wild. All it's right. wild that you play ranked Arizona State team in the Holiday Bowl that year. I mean, if K State wins, if K State beat Colorado, there is the potential they would have made it to one of the they BCS play USC games. in the rematch. No chance they would let that happen. It would have maybe been like the didn't they go to the Rose Bowl? Bowl? USC played in the Orange Bowl that year. Oh. Oklahoma and we Washington State in that played one, in. Right? Washington State was good that year, and they played Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl. Was that Ryan Leaf? No. No. Ninety-eight uh, with Peyton Manning. Let's see if I can remember a player here. I don't know any of these people. Dude, I watched. These people a, I watched a. Um, I watched a Washington State versus. Oh, this was like ninety. Marcus Trufant. Oh, it was. It was. Oh, yes. Marcus Trufant, the corner, didn't end up playing for Seattle. That's dirty. Uh, I watched a Washington State versus Michigan game. Man, those back in the 90s, dude, Washington State looked nasty. Now I think they're going to be in the fucking Mountain West. Yuck. Yeah. But <laughs> if you look at them all time, they're a worse program historically than K-State. All time. Oh, Horrible. Absolutely. Horrible. Fuck Washington State. They played at Ohio State in a non-conference game. Who? Washington State played Ohio State that year in a non-conference game. At, in 2002? Yeah, at Ohio State. What? What was the score? Uh, 25 to 7, Ohio State. That would have never happened. And they lost in the Apple Cup in three overtimes that year. That's too bad. Think, oh my god! Look up. Hold on. Look up that Ohio State score versus Illinois or Purdue. Yeah, versus Purdue. Look up that box. 10, score. ten to six. Oh, dude! Look up that box score. Ohio State versus Purdue. It is fucking hilarious. Yep, ten to six. Oh my god, that's terrible. What happened? <laughs> they had a win on like a last second hail mary. Purdue was four and five that year. And they went to oh. overtime with Illinois, twenty-three to six. Oh, Purdue right? had Kyle Orton. Yeah. Oh baby. God. Famous Denver Bronco quarterback. And famous Chief as well. Unfortunately, he was on the team at one point during that revolving turnstile of shitty quarterbacks with Damian Hewitt <laughs> and all of that. But um, we've got two more. I've got to piss like a racehorse, so we're gonna do these two, and then we're gonna sign. We're going to sign off. Um, we were asked by a number of people, what if we beat KU in the Elite Eight in 1988? Manning and the Miracles team. 
there were three big eight teams in the elite eight that year, Oklahoma, KU and K state were in the big eight. Um, and in the, in the elite eight that year, two in the final four and you beat KU earlier in the season and then lose to them in the elite eight. Yeah. I mean, it, this is definitely, this is a really good what if because you would have played Duke in the final four in Kansas city. Um, <laughs> And I mean, the national and the national championship game was Kansas and Oklahoma that year. So like, I think this is, this is a really good what if, because I do think this is a, this would have been a really, we, as chef would say, we'd win the natty. It's also viewed as the inflection point where those two programs divert. Yeah. Because in 1988, at that point in time, and everybody's seen the screenshot from the the 1989 K-State media guide for basketball that year. K-State had more conference wins than KU at that point in time. They didn't have the national championships, but you have to take into account the fact that KU had like Helms national championships and basketball used to be similar to football in the way that it operated where you had like an AP vote on who was the national champion that year. So that's why Texas A&M has like seven national championships from fucking like 1910 to 1920 is because one person voted for them to be a national champion. Same thing goes for KU where they were like Helms national champions. So they claim them obviously, but at that point in time, the only real difference between those two programs was KU had national championships and K-State didn't. And KU granted at that point had also won in March when they had the tournament established, I think a couple of times under Fog Allen. But it's it's viewed as the inflection point because K-State went on a downhill trajectory for literally a generation. Someone else in the replies today was like, what if K-State decided not to suck at basketball for a generation? Uh, and KU went on an, on an upward trend. They had Larry Brown, they had Roy Williams, they had Bill Self. They won multiple national championships, and they are where they are today. We had so, Bruce Weber, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> and Tom has... That, so that regional that we were in that year is actually interesting because so K-State and KU met in the regional final. We were a four seed. KU was a six seed that year. And we beat Purdue. Um, and it, it was just a bunch of upsets. It was actually like that would have been a really fun uh, regional. Guess who we beat in the first round? LaSalle. LaSalle. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought we could beat LaSalle first? All my boys hate LaSalle. (laughs) (sighs) Everybody hates LaSalle. But then you've got on the other side of the bracket, so you've got K-State and KU. KU beat the brakes off of K-State. It was a 71 to 58. Just shellacking. Curb stomping. OU goes to the final four. They beat Villanova 78 to 59. Villanova was really good back then, too. And yeah. then you've got Arizona and North Carolina on the other side of the brackets. Arizona made the final four with a 70 to 52 victory against North Carolina. Another big 12 team in the final. Four. Another big. 12 wow. Team. So maybe Duke someday, maybe Duke. Someday. <laughs> not temple though. They they're not, they're not. not about temple. I love temple, man. That is like, that's such a random school to love. Why? Oh, it's it's so. I mean, Philly. It just has. It seems like it should have a lot of history, and it seems like it's well, it does have a lot of history, but it seems like it should be way better at a lot of everything than they are. Hmm. Are they a private school? I think Temple. 
as a private school. Oh, probably. I don't know. Ask Matt Rule. <laughs> Temple University. Oh, it's a public university. Well, they should be a lot better than everything. Just get That's some true. of the, get some of those chilling guys <laughs> off of their dirt bikes and start playing basketball. <laughs> Do you have a hammer in your hand? <laughs> hammer time. <laughs> Hit the last one. Hit the last right. one. The last one. So this, this came from uh, Gary Gary Brueggemann, 2011 at Oklahoma State. Mm. Colin, Colin Klein runs it in at the end of the game, and we make the two-point conversion. Oh, this my God. 2011 God. Oklahoma State team that had Brandon Whedon. He was the guy he was passing to in that two-point conversion. Why? Oh, I feel like he was wide open. He just missed him. Trying to remember that play. Fuck me, dude. Damn, that was a crazy creep. And we were were we undefeated at that point? Uh, At that point, no. So I had said it earlier, but the Oklahoma game was before the Oklahoma State game. Okay. And we lost Oklahoma fifty-eight to seventeen. So we dropped from number eight to number seventeen. Fuck, dude. I've burned that 2011 Oklahoma game out of my memory. Yeah. Yeah, so, me too. That Oklahoma State game. So but I remember that on one. ABC. Seven we had a lot of those. We had a lot of those games that season. I remember the Texas A&M game that season. Baylor. Baylor was, Baylor was just ABC. like that. Just these track meets. Zoo was just, on ABC. God damn. So if we beat Oklahoma State that year, we would have tied – for the Big 12, and we would have actually won the Big 12 that season. So we would have oh. went. So we would have went to the Fiesta Bowl. Versus who? The Fiesta Bowl that season was oh. Stanford. Andrew oh Luck. My God, we that's what <laughs> don't, don't say we would have. <laughs> Andrew Luck would have. <laughs> Andrew Luck would have ripped us apart. You're crazy. You're insane. Are you serious, Andrew we're Luck? Way to crush them. Oklahoma State won against Stanford in overtime, forty-one to thirty-eight. Yeah. We smush Stanford. No, Jim Harbaugh, Stanford never stood a chance. That was back, you know. Stanford had like Zach Ertz, and uh, yeah, nice chef. Uh, Stanford had like uh, Zach Ertz, Ty Montgomery, who was a running back and wide receiver. Um, but I mean. So yeah, Oklahoma State was number three in the country at eleven and yeah. one. But you beat Oklahoma State, then we would have tied for the Big Twelve championship that year. Would have won the Big Twelve. That was David Shaw's first year at Stanford. He took over for uh, Harbaugh. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I was at that Oklahoma State. Oh my god, he dropped. <laughs> we lost Jeff. Oh no. I was at that Oklahoma State game too, and. Uh, it was a crazy game. We were down 14 nothing, and then we came back, and uh, that was that was a really fun game to be at, despite the loss. But yeah, I bet it, I bet it would have been. It's it's one of those that's almost like is it is it one of those games that you think about as a heartbreaker? Is it one of those, or is it one of those games where you think about like I feel like we put in a good effort and it's fine regardless of the outcome. Uh... I don't know. I that was a little bit of a heartbreaker just because I I felt that season. I mean, all the games that season were so close. Like every single game we played was, I feel like a one yeah. score game, except for 
like the KU game and Lawrence and then the Oklahoma game, but like Miami one score game, Bale, like all those games were one score games. And so you really felt that we were in a one score game going into the fourth quarter. Like yep. we're actually going to pull this out. And especially cause I mean, Oklahoma state was what the, they were like number two at that point, I think. They were Maybe. third when we played them. They were third when we played them. Yep. I mean, <sighs> yeah, that's definitely what could have been. It would have been nice to play, and you would have had a big tw- – I mean, you had another yeah. Big 12 championship. I don't know. Two two with Colin Klein as well. I know. You have been a kinda legend. Kind of crazy to think about that. <laughs> Damn. Now I'm, a, now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> greater greater things are ahead. Greater bro. things are ahead. We're going to go back to back this year. We're going to win the Natty. We're going to win the Natty fine. this year. It's fine. <laughs> We don't know who our cornerbacks are going to be, but we're we're going to win the natty. We're going to win the natty. It's going to be fine. And with that, Chef has already dropped off because his phone died. But uh, for all of us at Cocaine Willie, thanks for listening or watching. Please give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or subscribe on YouTube. And leave us with a review for your feedback. Uh, like this video if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel. It's late and I'm tired. So <laughs> if you're on Twitter or Instagram, follow the show at Cocaine Willie or follow myself at, at Marchesini, at Bob Trollsby, and at Chef Andre Napier. Fireball Matt, take us out. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. We're all coke and no joke. Wildcat country. Let's ride. Let's ride.